Hey mamas, we see you doing all the things like wiping the runny noses while washing the dishes, trying to schedule the doctor's appointment and still pay attention to that conference call. And then we see you feeling all of the feelings, that sigh of relief at the end of the day when for at least 30 seconds, the house is completely quiet. The guilt you feel over the books that you didn't read or the kind words that you didn't say. We know that the collision between motherhood and mental health is a real thing and not enough people are talking about it. So come have a chat with us. Grab your favorite dinner that doesn't require you to do the dishes and take a seat on our couch. This is Takeout Sessions. Hey guys, welcome back to Takeout Sessions, Monday night edition. So bear with us. How was your Mother's Day, Jenna? (laughs) It was really nice. It was really nice. Lots of quality time with family and relaxing. And this yeah, good. it was nice. How about yours? I basically took the day off yesterday and that was kind of nice. Like we were home and we did celebrations on Saturday and then Monday night. So yesterday was kind of blank canvas. We had some leftovers for lunch. We cooked like a super easy dinner. I washed very little dishes and I just went out in my garden and spent time because I wanted to, not because I had to. It was really nice. That is nice. That is mm-hmm. really nice. But I realized today, because I'd like tried really hard on Saturday to get ahead, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to wash laundry on Mother's Day. Yeah, I had to do like three loads today. It's fine. We don't have to talk about it. It'll be all right. <laughs> so, the laundry just never goes away. It doesn't. And it's like if you take one day off, I don't, I, I aspire to be these people. I used to do this when I lived alone, but I aspire to be these people that only do one load of laundry a week or like one, one day of laundry, I should say, because that, that's not, not how it went. We had a new thing at my in-laws house tonight, which I thought was kind of genius and I've never done it before, but it seemed like a really good idea, especially in like today's world of everybody needing something different. We did a bring your own takeout night. That's how we like celebrated Mother's Day. And it actually went really, it went really well. Like everybody just picked up, most everybody got from the same place except for us. We were the oddballs out because of food allergies, but it went really well. Everybody got what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was good. So like, I think a couple of people were on the same, but yeah, it was, it was very nice. And there were no dishes to clean up afterwards, which is the best part. Everybody either like threw it away because they were done or took it home with them. It was great. I, I feel like that's the best part when there's no dishes. It truly is. It truly is. I don't mind the cooking part. The cooking part. <laughs> I don't mind the cooking part, but it's the cleaning yeah. up part that's horrible. It really is. Because like at a family thing, I think you're like, you just want to like chill. You want to talk to people or like you might be like wandering around chasing your kids and pulling them out of precarious situations. But <laughs> yeah, not, nothing like that. Nothing like that to talk about tonight. <laughs> that never happens. That never happens. But dishes, dishes are definitely not anything that people want to deal with because you just want to like eat and then like talk and then go home. Mm-hmm. So nobody wants to, nobody has time for that. Not at all. None. Oh my None. goodness. Let's 
actually kind of what inspired our topic for this evening. I was getting ready for just walking across the yard to go to my in-laws house. And then once we were there, just kind of thinking through all of the safety measures that you have to think about pretty much every time you leave the house. And there's been a couple of pretty big things that have happened in our Lynchburg community recently where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, we really have to pay attention to like safety things Mm -hmm. with our kids. Um, I think a couple of them we've talked about, but just like really tragic things happening involving kids and really trying to be mindful at all times. And it's good things to talk about. I know you've had to have some tough conversations with your kids and Mm -hmm. we've had some conversations here too. And uh, yeah, yeah. So just a a good thing, because this is something that I know can affect a lot of people's mental health. I know it's affected ours. And Mm -hmm. as we continue our maternal mental health awareness month stuff, it's a good thing to chat about. So um, tonight we were at my, I, I always say like, I think we're, we're both blessed with really good supportive families mm-hmm. as far as our kids are concerned. And I know not everybody has that, but I am always, always amazed at how many hazards are in other people's houses that don't have little kids anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like people get out of the diapers and pull-ups phase and <laughs> forget all of the behavior thing. I don't think they do it intentionally. Like, I don't think anybody does it intentionally, Mm-mm. but I just, I like walk in, I'm like scanning the room <laughs> and I'm like, do you people not know about electrical socket covers? Like, why are you not dealing with that headache 30 years after your children are grown? <laughs> Meanwhile, Cubby is running around with a little fishing pole thing that he pulled out of the Go Fish game. And he's like, ooh, here's an electrical socket. And someone oh, at the geez. table made the... I'm serious. This did happen tonight. Oh, he didn't stick God. it in. He didn't stick it in. And one of the people at the table was like, he'll only do it once. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> Just only- no. Just know, and it's like normal things that should be in normal people's houses. Um, their their stairs don't have a gate at them, or their fireplace just randomly turns on, or you know they have hard floors or drop offs or bar stools that tip over easily. Like it can be anything, but it's just not your house. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm always I'm always scanning to see like what can my get my kids get into. That will make it a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. What are they going the to create? <laughs> For real. Like if it's not already a hazard, they can make it one <laughs> very easily. Like the little fishing pole from the Go Fish game is not problematic on its own. But mm-hmm. when it comes in contact with an electrical socket, this is a problem. <laughs> It's crazy, too, because it's stuff that people that live in their house, like, they just walk past this all day long, and they don't even think about it. And then I'm here, and I'm, like, closing doors and making sure the bathroom stays shut and, like, all the things. Just, like, I I have a system now when I go into either my parents' house. My parents are pretty good. They usually have, like, all the doors shut before we get there. Um, But at my in-laws, I just go through and shut all the doors to all the places that they're not supposed to be. (laughs) 
And then if the fire, if it's season for the fireplace to turn on, somebody must be posted near the fireplace at all times. <laughs> what are kids' fascinations with fireplaces? I don't know. I don't know. But dear Lord, oh, it, it, it's a wonder when I went for my physical a couple months ago that my blood pressure was not elevated. It was actually very, very okay. But um no, no, that's a lie. My blood pressure was not okay. I'm not remembering this. They were like, yeah, we need that to come down a little bit. And it did. They thought I was just nervous from being at the doctor. And maybe my, maybe my blood pressure wasn't fine. And if it wasn't, I can tell you there's two reasons and they're in the other room right now. <laughs> Love them to death. But these like daily near-death experiences, my father-in-law walked past me the other day. He was joking. Um, he was totally joking. And he's like, I don't know what you acting like you over there working hard for. Like, all you did was take care of kids all day. I was like, yeah, neither of them tried to like harm themselves seriously five times today in my house at all. Like it was no, it was nothing. Just a walk in the park. <laughs> no, no big, no big deal. No, no big deal at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, just I had Coralie with, with my horses the other day and I, I'm not sure I ever, for myself, like, I understand the safety precautions with horses, mm -hmm. but you, I just, I, I never really necessarily thought about getting kicked or, or things like that. But like her being around them, every little thing, I was like, oh my goodness, if this horse steps on her foot, the entire foot and ankle will be broken. Like, mm -hmm. so trying to teach her safety there is quite interesting because she has no fear. None. Yeah. She has no fear. And guys, I don't have little horses. <laughs> like they're quite large. They're not mini ponies. They're, they're big boys. <laughs> and it I mean, is. fortunately they're very good with her, but I'm like, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's terrifying. It is. And I think those are the things that get a little tricky too, when it's like commonplace situations that we just walk into and don't even think mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a the sudden there's this whole like situation that we have to work on for the children. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. So many safety things. And I've, I've noticed for myself, I've been much more anxious about the safety piece of things. Mm-hmm. I think it's since, uh, I, I guess because of a lot of the school stuff that's been going on. And also, I, like Alyssa said, we've had a lot of tragedy in our community recently. And all things that were accidents. They were just, they were very mm -hmm. unfortunate accidents that you don't hear about frequently. But I think mm -hmm. something that was really hard, because I've talked with a lot of my clients, well, I mean, the weeks that these were happening, I felt like I was talking to everyone who came to see me about it because everybody had heard something different. It's a small community. But I think what was so difficult about it is we could put ourselves in that situation. We go to those places. We play mm -hmm. on those sports teams. We take our kids to these areas. Um, it, Yeah, just like some weird 
weird, tough feelings to kind of sort through Mm -hmm. because a lot of the like, so like major tragedies that have happened in larger cities, like even back to like big things like September 11th, things like that. I think we all felt very afraid. We felt very connected. We felt very much like a lot of patriotism, like a lot of things came out of that feelings wise, but I'm not sure those of us who lived in like this area could really imagine being in a large office building or being in one of the places that was affected because that's not our everyday life. Mm-hmm. And th- these things are very much like the ins and outs of our community, like places that we go, that we are about a lot or people that we're around. Mm-hmm. So that whole hits closer to home thing. I think it, you've had some good conversations with your kiddos. I wanted to ask yes. you about that without without scaring everyone too much, but you, you've had some blunt car conversations in the morning. I have. We we had conversations um, specifically about the park. Um, I asked some pretty open-ended questions to Gray and Coralie one morning about what would you do if somebody came up to you and was like, hey, let's go for ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I could see them in my rearview mirror. <laughs> Gray knew exactly what to say. And Coralie, for the love, she was like, say please. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yep. I was like, oh. And Gray was like, no, you don't go. <laughs> and I was like, not the time to use your manners, ma'am. <laughs> not the time. but The one time. The one time the manners come out. I feel I like know. my kids would say the same. I didn't ask my kids that question. I need to because I used your story when somebody told me they had like the same conversation with their kid, a client last week. And it was something similar. I can't even remember what they said, but they like used their manners too. And she's like, oh, oh. (laughs) And I was like, don't worry. Happened to my buddy too. The kid's suddenly saying, please. I was like, oh, but I mean, it, the more you talk through it, the more you like for myself anyway, it all is how you present the situation and how you phrase the situation. And we all know the situation is going to be, if it ever came up, would be very positive. Like, let's go get ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I think it was my mom who brought up another one where, like, what would you do if somebody came up to you and was like, your mommy has been in a car accident or your mommy has done this or that? You need to come with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh. Because that would get kids. Yeah, that would. Your, your mommy would. said. Your daddy said. Um, and, and that has. We, we've had we've had similar situations where it was like playful. Um, but we've had a lot of like conversation around that too. Like it doesn't matter what anybody tells you mommy said. You ask mommy mm-hmm. directly what mommy said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've, and again, I, we've, I've talked to you about this, but my conversations were very blunt. Like I, I have very frank conversations. I don't always know, you know, it's, it's age appropriate language, but I don't want to instill fear. I do not want to do that. But sometimes I think kids need to be afraid of some things. Very dangerous situations too. I was listening to another podcast this week on parenting, which I thought was really cool. It's called Child Proof, um, and they just came out. But they they have some pretty like frank and 
colorful conversations that they, i.e. their their podcast may not get the clean rating that ours gets every week, <laughs> but they have some good points. And I really liked what they were saying about if you yelling at kids specifically is their most recent episode. It's not that you want to yell at kids, but when you do yell, make sure it's a situation where you really need to get their attention or you really mm -hmm. need, because like that fear response of the yelling mm -hmm. is good if you're trying to like instill some fear. And then I, I like kind of unintentionally did <laughs> right after I listened to that. And, uh, my, oldest was out in the garden with me and I had just like pointed out all of the little tiny baby plants that we had just planted and we have like rows and we've got um paths for you to walk on well she's not as big as I am and I can step over the rows and she cannot and I just pointed out where all of them were and I see her like jumping and smashing oh. we'd we'd already lost a bunch for whatever reason and I was like no and I like kind of like toss her out of the row <laughs> and she immediately burst into tears and I just, I, I was like, we talked through it, but I was like, do you know why I did that? Like, I just told you all the little baby plants were right there. Not the greatest example that had, really didn't have much to do with safety other than safety of the plants. But when it comes, it comes to things like, you know, our parents, at least my parents tried really hard. <laughs> to teach. I think I've talked about this before. They tried really hard to teach fire safety to the point that I was always afraid that our house was going to catch on fire. And it was always going to be at night. For some reason, there was no possibility that our house could catch on fire during the day. It was definitely going to be when we were asleep at night. And see, you don't want your kids to be like ultimately super afraid of things. But I think that healthy level of awareness mm -hmm. of like strangers, parking lots, two of the big things that have happened here recently, mm -hmm. fires, who picks you up at school, which there should be some, some kind of list and things like that too, but weird stuff happens. And I think it's okay mm -hmm. to kind of like go back and review that stuff at times. Mm -hmm. Cause I think it's times, really important. Gosh, sometimes we think they're picking stuff up and they are not. This morning mm -hmm. went completely sideways real quick, fast, and in a hurry. We've, we're working on our little summer schedule. We have like a little checklist of things we're supposed to do before we get screen time in the mornings. And I ended up on the phone for a work crisis that I should not have been on the phone for over an hour with, but I was because it just happens sometimes. And my kids watched Blaze and the Monster Machines all morning. And I had told myself, I was like, it's educational. They're talking about photons and motion and light and sound and all of these like equations and it's good. And I sat them down for lunch and I was like, so what did you learn on Blaze this morning? And this, oh, oh no, almost the almost seven-year-old looks straight at me and she goes, mommy, we don't learn things from TV. We just watch shows. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Extra science sheets for you coming right up. <laughs> like, oh, Anna Lee, insert foot into mouth. <laughs> I was like, you didn't learn about like the photons and the. And she's like, it was trucks. They were solving a puzzle, and I was like, okay. I'm... So <laughs> I counted my losses. I threw in the towel, reread. If you give a mouse a cookie, and we called it a day. 
We'll try again tomorrow, but sometimes some healthy review of emergency procedures could be helpful in case they've decided that they just don't learn from you that week for some reason. <laughs> that is fantastic. You're speechless after that one, aren't you? I am. I'm like, oh, Anna Lee. <laughs> just, you know, just went straight for it. Went straight oh. for it. Oh, but in in her defense, at said same family dinner tonight, someone else pointed it out to me, but then I kind of noticed it too. I've been trying to start instilling in her, and again, not in an unhealthy, like, your parenting way, but in more, because we do, we do address that, like, mommy's still the parent, like, she's the one that's supposed to be. But as far as, like, helping take care of her younger brother, we've really tried to start, like, encouraging that. Like, there's certain things she can do for him that Mm -hmm. she can be helpful with. Um, Getting him a cheese stick, putting his pajama shirt on, you know, things like that. Not anything too, like, crazy. She doesn't brush his teeth and, you know, drive him across town to get a haircut. But legit, like, (laughs) easy age-appropriate things. And I noticed that she was really trying to like follow him around at Mima's house tonight because there was a bunch of extra people there tonight and she was like making sure that he stayed out of the places that he wasn't supposed to be in and somebody Aww. complimented her on that and she was they were like he she's doing really good of like making sure that he doesn't get like outside or in this other room that he's not supposed to be in um she was checking on him if he fell and i was like that's a really good thing like i really want to instill that kind of concept in my kids too that we like mm-hmm. take care of each other and we're helpful and we're we're looking out for each other because ultimately that can be another safety thing that can be another yeah. way to kind of like help with those things yeah and it's weird i don't know if this happens for your kids or not i know they've always said this about twins but i feel like my kids have kind of their own language sometimes not anything like crazy but she can understand him sometimes when i cannot mm-hmm. or if i just didn't hear what she said or sometimes she knows like why he's crying and I have no idea. And it's kind of sweet. It's kind of cool. And I like to tap into that when I can. <laughs> no, I, I would definitely, definitely agree with that. Like they're very in tune to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and they pick up on things between each other far before I do sometimes. Yes. Um, but speaking of like, you know, Annalie taking care of Austin, it, it was really funny. I watched something the other day because both of the kids were at the barn with me. And my dad was driving the tractor um, and he was pulling the tractor in the barn because uh, we were cleaning out the barn. And I had told them they have to stand behind a certain line. And I was standing right there when he was pulling the tractor in. But that I mean, that's an easy, scary situation. Yeah. Um, and she does not listen as good as he does. And he recognizes no. this. And he, she wasn't trying to go anywhere, but in his little mind, I guess he thought she was. And he like planted his little body in front of her and like put his arms and legs out so he could, she could not get past him at all to get anywhere near that, anywhere near that tractor. But it, it was super sweet. And I was like, you are such a good big brother. That is precious. That is precious. Yeah. I, I love that they, they want to take, I mean, as much as, I know yours do too, but as much as mine will fight and carry on, mm-hmm. they really do love each other. And yes. I, I think those are good things to instill for sure. Um, 
you know, mama gut, I will always say trust your mama gut and I don't really care who it's for. And I mean, I'm just old and grumpy and cranky anymore. You can call me, but I just don't care anymore. I don't care who it's about. I don't care if it's, you know, the Walmart checkout person or Mm -hmm. somebody that you're related to. Like if you have Mm -hmm. a real gut reaction about somebody, again, I'm not saying, you know, like call the crime line and report them for something that you don't know they did. But it's okay to watch a little closer. It's okay to keep a very close eye on your kids when you're in public or you're in other places because we are unfortunately living in kind of unprecedented times in 2023. And typically, typically I would say that intuition, mom gut, Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it. it, It's It's real. And if your alarm bells are going off, listen to them. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we're, I think as moms, we have a, almost like a sixth sense for -hmm. things. Um, so yeah. And I, I don't think it's always about people either, or I don't think it's mm-hmm. all, like it's it's not even a, like you know some people are protected, some people aren't. But I, I think sometimes you just get kind kinds of like we've been taught for so long just to like persevere, 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 pull up your bootstraps and keep going. Like mm-hmm. sometimes there's even situations that if you have the option not to, I think it's just best to take your out. For instance, mm-hmm. if the day is going sideways and everybody's cranky and you've had a poop accident and three meltdowns and you're still trying to get out the door. If you have the option to not go the place or to go later or to wait until somebody comes or your kids are at school and you can go by yourself, maybe that's a better option because not even for like, but for like your own sanity, because Mm -hmm. nobody's going to be like working at their best at that point (laughs) to go drive a car go into a store, whatever the situation is. So sometimes just if we like pay attention to those signals, like the day is going haywire, let's do something else. If we can divert, divert, if we, if we can, I know sometimes Mm -hmm. you can't, but, but sometimes it's just like all of the doors are closing for you to go to this place or Mm -hmm. to do this thing or to take this weekend trip and maybe Mm -hmm. not trying to shove stuff open. If it's really looking like it's a bad idea, the weather's terrible, whatever it may be. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's better just to not. Yep. I, I completely agree with that. Sometimes you have to almost step back and look at the bigger picture instead of Mm -hmm. getting lost in what you want to do or what they want to do. I think that's a huge one too, with like the whole safety concerns and everything. For instance, I have this, um, meeting thing that I have to be at, it's a complicated situation, but basically, typically we meet with just adults, but we've got to meet with kids this time because of what it is and the time constraints that we're on. And we're meeting at a park and in light of some stuff that's been happening in our community recently, it's a park that's not fenced and that I'm not going to be able to keep a super close eye on my little people, but we have to like pay attention to what we're doing too. And my my mother-in-law is going to help me like, so that I don't have to pay attention to both of them while I'm trying to focus on this thing. And mm-hmm. I think it's totally okay to ask for help in situations where you feel like you're going to be in over your head, even if it's as simple as taking your kids to the park um, mm-hmm. because it's not fenced or whatever, or because, you know, it's going to be a super crowded day. Totally okay to ask for help. 
totally okay to kind of like change up your plans a little bit in just in the best interest of safety. Again, like you may go and it could be completely fine, but some, some risks are not worth taking if you can help not take mm-hmm. them. So that could be, be a thing. So getting our kids on board with each other, paying attention to our intuition, having some tough, blunt conversations and reminding them asking for help when we can, or maybe even diverting some plans. You have any other great tips on safety that you'd like to share? Ooh, I mean, we hit a lot of them. We did. We did. I feel like we covered some decent (laughs) grounds for a Monday night. I mean, we are on point tonight. (laughs) We are. See? See, and AJ wanted us to talk about cars. Like, this is much better. We're doing so good. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, I guess in conclusion, just remember that not everything is scary, but it's okay if some things are. And we always continue to encourage you to seek help and seek assistance where you need it. If that is in the form of therapy, if that is in the form of talking to a mom friend, if that is in the form of asking your mother-in-law to come to the park with you or keep a kid at home, whatever the situation is, Mm -hmm. asking for help, I think, is just still a very underrated last resort for us, Mm -hmm. but it's such a good thing to do. So never feel bad about doing those things. And... We, we're doing those things too. We're doing the hard things right here with you and we know what it's like, but it's, it's important, super important that you get the support. And I think that is my last, my last tip. So guys, remember that you can still find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms, specifically Spodcast, spa, <laughs> wow, Spotify and Google Podcast, as well as Apple Podcast and other platforms. <laughs> I'm not even sure I can edit that one out. If it's still there, just go with it. <laughs> and never right at the end of the podcast, go, this went so well. Because then you'll <laughs> say podcast. Oh, man. Oh. We hope you continue to follow us there. Give us a like. Give us a share. Leave us some stars because that helps us be more visible to other moms and dads that are doing this parenting thing. Yes. And remember, guys, we're rooting for you. You can do this and we will see you next time for a new episode of this podcast.